You're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon, and I'm really excited to welcome back on the program the one and the only Nathan Solia. Nathan, it's great to see you today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm so glad to be back, not only on RTHK, but also on Facebook Live, too. This is amazing. That's right. Finally got it. I know, finally. Third time is the charm, as they say. So, how have you been? It's really good to see you. Oh, it's been great. It's been hot out there this week. I was just going to say exactly the same thing as I was uh, intro. I was giving the intro earlier today, and I was thinking, how can we get kids to be motivated and get ourselves motivated to bring kids to let them stay active well you are the pro so this is the topic of today oh. ways to motivate <laughs> children uh, in this heat <laughs> to, to to go yeah. out there absolutely you know i you know and this is this is exactly what i have with my kids as well because you know it's so hot outside they don't want to go outside during holiday time what do they want to do just jump on the ipad watch TV and not too much, right? So, you know, I've been practicing these things over the years because I have, you know, very one child that's very, very sporty and the other child that's not sporty at all. And, you know, and to to motivate them, you you have to look at different ways. So um, one of the things that I would give people a recommendation for is is that, you know, the kids, kids learn by monkey see, monkey do. And what I mean by that is, is that when they see you doing it, they're more inclined to do it. So that's a really, a really positive and a really powerful way of being able to motivate your kids. You know, one of the things that I do have with some parents, they come to me and say, oh, you know, little Jimmy, he doesn't want to, you know, I tell him he's supposed to run. He wants to be an elite tennis player, but he doesn't want to run. And I'm like, well, you know, when have you run with him? And it was a perfect thing this morning. You know, my son, he wants to be a professional soccer player. And I said to him, well, you know, you need to train two times a week at, at my gym and, and one run a week. <clears throat> and so today he said, oh, look, you know, can we go for a run? And I'm like, yeah, let's go for a run. So I found that being able to participate with him was a really powerful and simple way of doing it. Now, I wouldn't say it's easy because you've got to find the time as a parent, uh, as, as, a, as a person who's going to motivate your child to be able to do that. So I was thinking of other ways that I've been using over the years. Um, and, you know, we learn on three levels. We learn, uh, we learn audio, we learn visually, and we learn kinesthetically. And kinesthetically is, is when they participate. Right, but if they see it and they hear it, then they're more likely to learn the um, uh, the, the the new habit. And so, you know, if you can go on th- all three of those levels with your with your child, then you've got more chance of it sticking. So, give you some examples. You know, I'm a big rugby fan. <clears throat> I love you know I, I not only I love uh, watching rugby, uh, but I also like participating. You know, I play touch rugby. Um, and and uh, and I want to be able to show my kids what I can do. So we're not all sporty, but you know, looking at things that there's some really great YouTube highlights of a sport that they may like or you might like. Um, visually watching that sort of stuff is really powerful as well. And like I said, kinesthetically is the is the three levels that you want to be operating on. So 
I think that you're right. Sense. I remember watching the Olympics when I was little. Um, I think it was 1996. It was in Atlanta. And I remember watching this diver do an incredible dive. And our whole family just loves watching the water sports and the diving in particular. And me and my cousin were like, yeah, we want to be divers when we grow up. <laughs> it didn't really come true. But it's true. If you watch it and if you watch it as a family, um, that whole uh, experience uh, makes you want to do that sport or, or or be active at least. Here's my question. Do you remember going to the pool after that and going, oh, you know, I'm going to dive into the pool like they're doing it? Oh, you know, yes, uh, totally. But you know, Hong Kong, it's no diving allowed. You can't even, there's public pools. <laughs> so I, that killed the dream pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a really good point then too, right? You know how strict like, Hong Kong public facilities are. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> But I can identify with that as well, right? Because the thing is, is like when 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 you watch your, um, you know, when you watch your idol, uh, you know, playing the sport that yeah. you really love, or even just to getting exposed to different sports. You know, Olympics is great because you've got so many sports that I've never seen, my kids have never seen, and you know, and sometimes they will gravitate towards it, and sometimes they won't. But it's really inspirational to sort of see these people winning their races, you know, the, the camaraderie in it, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the Olympic medals and, and things like this. And I remember back in the day, I, I remember, you know, watching sport and I kind of remember what it was. I think it was like athletics. And I remember, you know, when I'd go out on the rugby field or, you know, go across the field and I'd be sprinting across and I would be imagining <laughs> myself you know, winning this 100 meter race. So that's really inspirational, and and you you nailed it on the head. You know, being able to have um, your children go to different sports uh, and and watching elite people play, you know, whether that's on TV or even better, going watching something live, oh, wow. and that's really really powerful because not only do you see the people racing, but you also see the spectators and the the, the whole passion. atmosphere. You can almost sort of taste yeah. it or smell, you know, <laughs> that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so those are. Things are really good. So, you, and and when you get your, what I did with my my daughter, when we we plan we plan goals, you know, and it was the first year this this year, you know, my my son is twelve and my 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 daughter is ten, and the, the beginning of this year we decided to because now they're they're sort of very in touch with, uh, they're very aware, so we decided to plan our goals for the year, and my daughter wrote down. Um, I think I've got it on my wall. Six different sports she wanted to play because that was the question. I said, you know, what if if you know you didn't didn't have any restrictions or anything like that, you know, what sports would you like to play? And and you know, Jade said rugby was one, we, which we're playing now. She wants to play netball. She wants to play basketball. She wants to play. Um, what were the other ones? Actually, I I also hockey maybe um, hockey schools hockey? offer hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the the in running. Running yeah. was also one of those things, and rollerblading. Oh, rollerblading! So, yeah. So, so the thing is, is I sort of got her to sort of expand her mind and thinking. Okay, well, what we're we going to do? Now, here's a rule that I also made for them, and I and I don't know how this will sound with everyone out there, is is that I said, look, if you give up one sport, you have to take up another sport. So they're always being active. So. There was never an option of like, if you drop a sport, that's it. Don't need to do anything anymore. It was like, well, you need to be active. I know you need to be active. So you either choose a, you either, you're dropping, um, you know, you're, you're, Nina, uh, Joe, Jade was playing soccer. And so I said, you could drop in soccer. What are you going to do? I want to play net, uh, not netball. I want to play rugby. Great. Let's get you into rugby. 
And I asked her the other day, I said, you know, look, what about netball? Because you had that on the list. And she goes, yeah, I'll give it a go as well. So that's one thing that I do with, with my kids. There's always going to like, be a sport there. For, if they don't do one, there's always another option, basically. Yeah. Another option. Another option. And, you know, when we with, with, with a lot of kids, especially as they get older, um, because it's so competitive, it can be so competitive, a lot of kids get demotivated because – they're not good enough. They 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 lose. They they um they they get teased or whatever that may be, right? Or or they perceive they're being teased. Um, when I you know that's why I always try to go for some sports that may not necessarily be competitive, right? And you know the the day and age now with exercise, you don't have to be competitive. You can be competitive with yourself. And you know one of the things that we do in our gym, we have a program called Youth Fire, and it's for kids that. You know, not only want to be good at sport, but also there's kids that don't want to be competing against. I'm going to win. You're going to, you know, you're going to lose, kind of thing. It's about okay. Well, here's the circuit made up. It's up to how. It's up to you how how hard you want to push yourself, and you know the trainer's going to motivate you throughout that whole circuit. And we had this new kid the other day, and I just, you know, when I saw the the program, I was really impressed by the way how she actually how my trainer ran the program because it was fun. It was dynamic. She gave them a lot of rest. When they were resting, she would go and talk to them and just say, good job, great job, and kept motivating throughout that session. And I thought, wow, now that is exactly the kind of um, uh, program. And there's a lots of different fitness centers out there that offer stuff like this. Don't get me wrong. It's not just me. But you know, what I really got was, was like you know, this kid who comes in who, who may feel uncomfortable on the sporting field because it's all about competition and winning and losing and you know Hong Kong can be quite you know very much yeah. right so so to have this kid who comes in and, and, and it was his first time but just to get that encouragement was really gold. And so you know leading into the next piece is is like as a as a mother and father it's it can come across sometimes to them, not maybe to you, but that to them that you're nagging or you're complaining, you know, or, you know, it becomes a chore for them. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're go out for a run, be active. Yeah. And it can come across as like, they're forcing me, you know, they're forcing me to do it. So look at, look at, you know, a mentor for them, you know, whether it's an uncle or auntie or granddad or grandma or, 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 um, or someone or, or coaches that they, they look up to and have a talk to the coach. And see, just let them know, you know, what your feelings are, and and you know what what you would like to 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 instill into your children, so that way they can support you by educating the the your you know your your child. Like like I said, my son is now twelve. Um, I I'm at a stage now with my son is is that I cannot coach him because he'll just roll his eyes at me, and and he won't listen, right? But what I've realized, and, and this is something that I've learned over years, is like once a kid reaches uh, over the age of seven, they start looking for people outside mum and dad. Mm. So that's auntie, uncle, you know, grandma, granddad, coaches, teachers, um, you know, uh, mentors, you know, kids that are a little bit older than them, things like this. So keep an eye out for those sort of people because they're great people to be able to enroll into being able to support your son or daughter to, you know, keep active. And then, you know, of course, the next one is, is, you know, your friends, right? You know, making sure that they're active, being active with those friends and, 
and 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 be go out of your way if they are playing a sport go out of your way to be able to meet the mums and dads of the kids in that sport and build a relationship with those people because they're the sort of people that you know when you come together when you catch up for a barbecue or, or a picnic those kids will be playing that sport together so my son you know he has a great friend who plays soccer and another friend who plays rugby and soccer they've convinced each other to come and play together um, in their grain sport. So it, it, it's a great way of being able to um, not only have your child being influenced by their friends, but also them being influenced by your son and daughter, which is even more inspiring for them, even more empowering. You know, what, what would you, you know, what would it feel like for them when they're like going, yeah, I want to play that sport because I've never tried that sport before. And then they feel oh, you know, I feel good because, you know, I'm inspiring my friend to come and try something different. That's a great idea. And also, sport is a really good way to get them active as well because it's fun. It's usually they're hanging out with other people. I mean, I, I can only think of a few sports where, where you, you play by yourself. Most of it, it requires, you know, other players. And it's a great way for them to socialize as well. And I know we've talked about even for adults to stay active. I remember you made a really good point in our previous programs. Um, make it fun. And sports is a great way for children to be engaged, to learn about the rules. And and just to have fun, which is so important when it's so when it's so hot outside. Um, if, yeah. if it's not fun, they won't want to do it. And it's social too, you know. Um, you know, I, I we had a parent that organised, and they lived in Saikung, and we created a WhatsApp group, and we went and played. Um, they rented a ground, you know, a little hardcore soccer pitch out in Saikung. We all got together, and and some of the kids Benji had never met before. Uh, some of the kids he knew. Um, but you know, you had you know twenty kids playing and socialising amongst each other, and then when we finished, um, you know, we went and got a drink together, and and you know, and it was it was such a community kind of thing that you know if you, you know, if you play an active role in being able to keep your kids active, uh, you know, participating and stuff, then they will get that bug. And, I, and, and this is the age where they really, really soak it up. And I, I would say, you know, don't be afraid for them to fail. Don't be afraid for them to lose. Don't be afraid to and, – and not make it a big deal either. Mm, exactly. Because the thing is, is like, you know, sport is really not around winning and losing. It's about participating. It's about making sure that they are having that fun, winning or losing. You know, you Sportsmanship, you know, part of somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. I remember I used to play hockey and every time I lost, I'd feel so sad. And my grandpa, who's so wise, he said, well, you know, somebody has to lose, win another time. And it's true. Yeah. And looking back, those are wise words. You can't win all the time. Absolutely. And also, also, also losing and being able to lose in a way that, first of all, you are, you know, you're, you're really making other people proud and yourself proud of how you handled yourself in a loss. Because life is about, life is <laughs> about winning or losing. In, or yeah, listen, losing, kids, right? we know. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't do it well at work, and 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 how long are you going to stay in that funk for? Like I remember, I remember listening to a um uh, an interview with um with the coach of of uh, Roger Federer, 
And and he said, you know, they said to him, oh, how's he how's he doing? He just lost, you know, he lost the grand final. And he says, oh, he's good. He, he was he was really he was really um, upset for about a few minutes, and now he's on his now he's on his computer game and he's playing a computer game. <laughs> That's resilience. That's, isn't it? It's, it's, it's like, yes, it's okay to feel that disappointment when you lose, but how do you flip it so that way you go from, okay, I've lost. What did I learn from that loss? Now that I've learned those lessons from a loss, put it aside. What's next? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's really, really important when it comes to sport. But some of the other things that I was just sort of writing down as well is, is like, um, you know, I mentioned before is is having a work is is going and training with your son or exercising with your son. I think, I mean, I I, I do it probably like once a week uh, with my son, but it may not necessarily be that once a week. It may be a little bit longer for you, but make sure that you keep some time aside so that way you can go and play with your son or your daughter. So that way, you know, they can start to get those positive, um, you know, positive viewpoints of what exercise is like. So, you know, I think really, you know, what they say is, is like when you play together, you stay together. Yeah. So I think it's really important to be able to have that in your, you know, in your, in your, in your day-to-day repertoire yeah Nathan out of curiosity I mean um you've got one child who's who's quite into sports another who's you know less into sports for other families I mean do, do they sort of motivate each other to, to to play sports um you know does the one who's really into sports sort of motivate um that the, the younger one hey come let's play sports um, and what happens when you've got two kids who are just both not into sports who just who are just you know that the quiet um Maybe not quite, but the, 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 you know, the ones who just like to stay indoors with a book. You know, they never like to go outside. Yeah. What yeah, do you do yeah. in that situation? And you do get the, kids like that who who yeah. like to play video games all the time. Yeah. Well, I mentioned before that you want to make sure that you say to them, look, you know, you need to play one sport. You know, whether it's one sport or whether it's ten sports, whatever that may be for you, what you consider as, as being active. Me personally... The child should be exercising every day or moving every day. So, you know, I, I make sure that my son goes out and takes a dog for a walk. And he also goes out and plays with his friends. Um, you know, he also has to come wash my car. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. I, I made I made a list of chores. Is actually a really great way to get them moving as well. Yes, we'll come to that. Yeah. And and so, so 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 the thing is is to be able to enroll them in that. You need to you need to talk to them as what's in it for you. And if you can get them to buy into what's in it for them in doing the activity, then um, then you know it's 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 a it's a game changer because you know the way the way we 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 tend to you know get our kids to stuff is we force them in or we don't even ask them we don't even tell them we just put them straight in. So for me, it's like okay well there's one part I want to to say look exercise we need to move everyone needs to move because that's what makes us happy that's what makes us healthy that's what makes us you know, strong and fit and independent and all of these sort of things. So I use these things in, in, you know, first of all, to say, look, you need to choose a sport. Now, the next part is, is like, you know, for example, I got my my daughter um, running. She's been doing um, uh, uh, track work, so athletics. Wow. And 
I, I was thinking, because when I was watching her playing rugby, she's really slow on the rugby field, and you know, and part of it is because she just doesn't have a really good running technique. So I thought, oh, you know what? I've got a couple of friends who run running, um, uh, running programs in Hong Kong, so I enrolled her into both of them just to see which one she liked, first and foremost. But before that, I went to her and said, look, you know, I, I, really, I really want you to consider having doing this running because it's going to improve your rugby, you're going to be faster around the paddock, you know, you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to really stand out. So I really want you to try this out. And so, first of all, that was how I said it. And I said, look, I'm going to enroll you in two types and see which one you like. Now, you notice that I gave That's her good. a choice. Parameter. Yeah, but you yeah. gave her a choice. That's good. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And so having a choice allows them to take the power back onto them to make that choice of what they want to do. And so I always, I, I always like to be able to talk to that is, is that, you know, we, we want to be able to give children the choice mm -hmm. within the parameters of what we want um, uh, as a parent. And, like breakfast, you know, do you want toast or do you want cereal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're still right? going to have breakfast. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, it, it's it's a really good one, especially with kids who are really, really stubborn. Because of, but the thing with stubborn kids, generally, they're only doing it because it satisfies them. It, it they don't, They're not doing it because it satisfies you. They're doing it because they see there's a benefit. So if you can give these, these kids the power to choose between one or the other, then all of a sudden it's a different conversation as opposed to, well, you either do it or you don't. But what would you right? say if, if, if your daughter was like, no, I don't want to do the running club, you know, this way, not really staying within the parameters of the choice. What, what would you say? Okay, so there's two ways of being able to have that conversation. It's first to them, hear them out. Listen to why they don't want to. Yes. And when you, when you really get why they don't want to, then it clears a space to create a possibility. Whether that's running and you can talk to that possibility of why you think they should be doing running, or you can consider other sports or other activities that they may like to try as well, so that way they can you know, make a powerful choice. But first things first, hear what they have to say. Because I find, especially with Actually, it works with everyone, I think. is is like if you listen, really listen to someone's concerns, reservations, um, objections, um, and, 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 and an argument, I find once they feel heard, then all of a sudden you have an opportunity to have this conversation of, well, why they should. Yeah, exactly. So, I think it's really important for as a parent to really listen to what the child is saying first. And and yes, I, you know, if we had this conversation of you said, oh, but I don't want to try anyone. Okay, I got it. What what's the you know what's the what's the what's the you know the feeling behind why you don't want to? And so let's let's have a conversation around that. And so have this conversation with them so that way they can get it out. What you want to avoid is is like you know do is, it. You know, no, they, I don't want no, to do it. I don't, I don't want, want to. to. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing it anyway. Yeah. Right? Oh. So, you know, I think it's really important to, first of all, really clear the area of what their concerns are, of why they don't want to do that particular activity, 
And then you can look at opening possibilities of whether, you know, the reason why they don't want to do it is something that's just, you know, in their head and, and not really real. And then you can talk to that. Or you can go, well, you know, well, what are the other possibilities that we can also try as well? Because, you know, as I, I've, I've talked to you about, you know, why it's really important to be active, it keeps brain function, it keeps you healthy, you know, you're, you're not going to be sick, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're going to be stronger, you know, it, 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 I can even talk to this if they're teenagers, you know, it'll, it'll, it may even help you get into universities, you know, you can go for a scholarship, all these sort of things that you can, you know, make a, a good positive case for, for them to be able to do it. So, that's how I would I, I would do and and like I said you know the, the the there's so many different options out there it doesn't have to be a sport you know like there's spinning which you know I, I I had an old client you know 14 year old girl she found spinning and she's now now she's an instructor whoa right um, you know there, there's kickboxing you know there's weight training you know I, I I know I can't tell you you know that I've got a, a boy at the minute he's like coming work in our studio and he really he used to be a swimmer and he really wants to bodybuild you know I, I have a um, a cousin who and, and a couple of others uh, you know uh, a, a friend's son who's been inspired to be a bodybuilder so there's so many different types of fitness things out there now that the kids can really try and not really feel like it's like Oh God! I've got to go to the traditional sport. Exactly. You know? There's just so many options. Nathan, we're out of time. We've got about two minutes. Should we end with one last final tip um, on how to exercise safely in the summer? Because it has been really, really hot, and people have been getting ill from heat strokes. And and uh, you know, yeah. children need to That's be hydrated. Yeah. That's a great one. So there's. I'll give you two. The time of day. So exercising either early in the morning or late in the day, that's a really, really easy one. And the other one is making sure that you're hydrated. And so how I do it is as I first, I, I have two big glasses of water before I go out and, and exercise. And I usually have that 20 to 30 minutes before I go out and exercise. And make sure that you have frequent water breaks. And putting, uh, putting some electrolytes mm. Or a pinch of sea salt in the water will allow your body to recover as well. And and if you if if you're exercising for more than an hour, then I probably would try and get some electrolytes. You know, like a Picari sweat, and you can water it down if you're really concerned about the sugar. But making sure that you're fully hydrated. Excellent, Nathan. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the program, and so lovely to see you as well on Facebook Live. And for our listeners, they, you can always revisit um, the Facebook page uh, to check out Nathan Solia and and his great pearls of wisdom on how to get children to exercise and move around the summer. Uh, remind our listeners once again: Have you got a website and an Instagram that we can follow you on and social media? Well, we're all on social media now, right? So if you want to get me on Facebook, you can go to Elite PT Studio, and that's the same for Instagram, Elite PT Studio. Excellent, Nathan. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, and I look forward to more chats with you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now.